they announced Wrestle Kingdom three to take place at uh on as they wrote it eleven slash oh one slash twenty twenty. And like I flipped out because I was like, That's my birthday and then I remembered that they're like in the UK, so it's actually January eleventh, which is too soon for me to <laughs> plan a trip. But otherwise yeah. Yeah, I I liked it. I definitely it was one of those shows oh. where it felt like it was classically booked. Like yeah. the beginning of the card was slower and less like fleshed out characters, and then by the end it was it was way better. Nice. Welcome to the Wrestle Down. Wrestle Down. Patriotic edition. Oh yeah, because it's the Fourth of July, and I honestly I we didn't have to do this. I didn't, <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't have the time this weekend to edit the last episode we uh, um, recorded until about. An hour before Dennis came over. Boom! So, so Yeah, so this is just like, we're just going to keep it loose. We're going to talk some... There was a lot of wrestling this weekend, a lot of independent wrestling. Yes. Uh, if you came here for WWE talk, fuck you. Let's talk about <laughs> our, our sponsors. Not paying us to do WWE this week. Our sponsor is Gloob. The glue that is a lubricant. Uh, <laughs> why do you need it? Why do you care? That is our... Uh, well, that's their slogan. Our slogan is... We don't have a slogan. We don't need one, but yeah, I walk every day um, to Jerry's apartment. I don't tell him I do that, but sometimes I walk away, and yeah. sometimes I think, what if I were a snail? Gloob. Yeah. It lets me stick to the sidewalk, but keep moving at a pace that is not productive. You ever you ever with a lover and also doing arts and crafts? Well, <laughs> have I got the product for you. Uh, it's one tube, and uh, what comes out? Who knows? Creativity. Even if you used it earlier today, by the end of the day, might it might have gone from glue to lube, or back again in the time that it took you to remember that you bought this product that was invented by someone who truly does not know the difference between the two. Nine out of ten doctors recommend, and this is their oral recommendation, <laughs> use of glue. <laughs> That's the sound that happens no matter what. Uh, the tenth doctor's making a macaroni picture of your vajayjay. If you swish it in your mouth, you'll either have a very slippery mouth or a very stuck mouth. Uh, either way, not good for talking. We don't recommend it uh, for putting in your mouth. But you know what? This is America. It's a free country. Who's to stop you? Not us. Not the good people at Gloob. The Gloob people. In two days, more fireworks from Boston Harbor will be shot. Thanks to the absence of glue than any other year in recorded American history. Yeah, they didn't want to sponsor the fireworks for uh, any cities, but they did want to sponsor this wrestling podcast. And they said, "Don't even, don't even talk about WWE because uh, what have they done for you lately? Not much that we know of. They haven't been watching. Uh, they like nervously sip cups of water. They were not sure of yeah. what they, where they were going with it. Yes, but uh, yeah." Um, that's, you know, that's our sponsor this week. Gloob. Oh, it's sticky or not. <laughs> <laughs> Schrodinger's lubricant. <laughs> I'm Jared Palapple, Twitter.com. <laughs> this is Dennis Bruno. That segue was gloobie. Dennis Bruno at dbruno42 at Sensei Denny B on the Twitter. And we got our mascot Keaton getting the fuzzy man. Uh... <laughs> So I thought this week we talk, we just like do a quick thing talking about all the wrestling that happened this uh, weekend. Mm. Uh, I mean, probably most prominently, uh, Saturday night was 
uh, Fighter Fest. It was uh, for AEW, their second show, mm-hmm. uh, headlined by I mean, technically headlined by the Lucha Brothers. And what was that third guy's name on their team? Uh, by uh, Laredo Kid and Laredo the Kid. Brothers. Yep. And uh, versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Correct. Uh, but they also, after that, had a quote-unquote unsanctioned match uh, between D- uh, G- John Moxley and Joey Janela. Yes. Which uh, was, con- I think, confused the fans at ho- in the arena. And by the way, I think it was a cool idea for a match that's unsanctioned. It was an adorable way to try to separate the rule set that had governed every other match that night from the end, because they went, when the lights go off, (laughs) it won't be AEW anymore, but there will be a match. Lights went off, lights came back on, same AEW set, no sanctioning. Yes, yeah, so they were able to do all the all the uh, the weaponized attacks that they wanted to do. Uh, No glube, but... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe maybe they'll a little bit get sponsored and they'll you know be able to bring out a bucket uh, of glue <laughs> all out. Um, a bucket, an orb. We'll figure out how to package it. <laughs> it's usually a tube. <laughs> usually, sometimes it is an orb though. Really depends on where you go um, for your glue needs. Um, it's just that one spot of the bodega no one wants to walk to. Mostly because it's got the poops. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a very. Very tight professional show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Fighter Fest. Yeah. I watched the pre show, I watched the main card. Nice. And this is one of those things where um, the pre show, I'm glad that they kept like their humor, their, their parody of the Fire Festival to that. Because, mm-hmm. oh my god, I would have I turned it off if they kept it for the main card. Oh man. It felt very much like the humor of four guys in a room. Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine the Young Bucks, Omega, and Cody just being like, it would be really funny if we just have a guy eat an apple because it implies he sucked dick. <laughs> Everyone would get wow. that. Yeah. Because like, I, I watched both of the fire documentaries the night before. Yeah. Uh, the Netflix one, the Hulu one. In preparation for Fighter Fest specifically or just because? Just because. Okay. And like cool. it was a happy coincidence because I was like, okay, I get what they're going for. And like they had all, like a lot of just visual props and gags. And I'm just like, this is a month after John Moxley just kind of like ripped the lid off of like, don't say nouns in front of Vince McMahon because it'll yeah. turn into props. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, wrestling's really just very self-indulgent with like, not only is this a great idea, it's carrot top good. Yeah. We're going to have all the props, we're going to have models, we're going to have models stand next to mannequins because it's <laughs> a joke about cheapness. We're going to have a kiddie pool and call it a luxury pool. Mm. I I got what they were going for and I just, I think that that humor is exactly what like the main AEW fan base loves and eats up because right. it's just very much like the Bucks and Cody sense of humor and Omega. And, it, and for me, I just was like, I, I get it. Oh yeah, I, it's just it's hitting the same button over and over again. Yeah, it's it's weird because I've I had I didn't watch the pre-show, but yeah. I like I saw the results of what like was going on there, and it's it's weird how they'll do that, and then the main show will be a very, I mean, quote unquote, serious mm. uh, wrestling thing, like a very uh, we're, we're sports. Yeah, um, we're, we're an alternative to yeah. WWE. Don't call us competition. Right, Keenan? We're sports. Um, that being said, the tag match that opened it was fire. Yeah, I've heard, um, yeah. Private Party looked amazing. And um, it was against uh, Best Friends? Yeah, Best Friends, SCU, which mm. was Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, mm. and uh, Private Party. Private Party looked great. It's exactly what should happen if you have a young, hot tag team and you want to put them with veterans to make them look even better. Yeah. And the Best Friends won, which I'm always hugely in favor of. I love... Beretta in Chucky e. T. Yep. And then more of the Dark Order nonsense where like the putties showed up outside the ring and then they left. It 
there was a pre-tape. It was okay. Okay. Um, but Private Party and the Best Friends look amazing after mm-hmm. that match. Uh, they have Leva Bates being a librarian now. I saw that, yeah. Um, I mean, that's been, like, hyped up for a while. I think that's a yeah. gag they've had, yeah. It, I, I thought a lot about this after watching it. Of Vicky Guerrero was always good because she told people to shut up and it made them louder. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the type of heat that this gimmick should get. Right. But because AEW fans are so willing to go along with whatever they're asked to do to make the product good, they yeah. were literally quiet. Yeah. So it was very weird watching Alley fight Leva Bates <laughs> with no heat. Yeah. On purpose. Right. Um, so, Allie's going to wrestle Brandy Rhodes. I I am super lukewarm on that because I'm just mm. like, Brandy's not a hand that right. I know of. And Allie, Allie's great, but like you, I think she really benefits from more like deep, complex storytelling, which she was doing an impact with the Dark War. Yes, yeah. Because uh, now she's back to being a bunny and not even acknowledging the other canon, which makes sense. She yeah. died. Of course, she's not going to, you know, they're not going to do another company's like continuation. But yeah. Right. Um, and then they had uh, Nakazawa, Naka, Michael Nakazawa, versus um, the CEO of CEO Fighting, which mm-hmm. felt like a meta joke. And then it was, because they started hitting each other with uh, Game controllers. Sticks. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was exactly what it should have been. Yes. Just like proc comic versus non-wrestler, and mm-hmm. the, the prop wrestler won, and he should have. Cool. Good for what it was. Yeah. But then um, like they, the show started, and yeah. you got... Which, by the way, I think like they did play the gamers like the right amount throughout yeah. the uh, event. Because right. you, you had the hardcore video game stuff, yep. and also uh, Cody, uh, not Cody, um, the, uh, Kenny and the Young Bucks like cosplaying as Street Fighter characters and actually doing a Hadouken spot. Mid-ring. Yeah. Which, uh, props to Jimmy Havoc in his four-way match. He does Shoryukens when he does his oh, yeah. uppercuts, yeah, yeah. and he yells them real loud, so like, good for him. Mm. Um, yeah, Seema fought Christopher Daniels. I thought that that was good, but it was, again, one of those things where it's like... I. I'm really not familiar with SEMA, yeah. and I really appreciate AEW giving me people to be more familiar with over time. Yeah. Um, it, it was good. I It made sense that he won because he's going to fight Omega next. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be a good match. I just wish I, I knew more about his character aside right. from he works with OWE. Yeah. It was a, I thought it was a good opener. Yeah. Just a good competitive opener between like two characters. Like, Chris Daniels, weirdly, like, as a guy who is only peripherally like uh, familiar with Chris Daniels... Mm. He's got a bunch of traits, but I don't feel like he has a really character. Correct. Like so, they're kind of in the same boat in a little in a ways, which makes sense for them to be in the opening match again. Yeah, I mean, super fast. He Christopher Nunes is in SEU. Before that, it was the addiction. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was like the bromance. He's also been Curry Man. He yep. has been the Fallen Angel. He Curry has Man. been uh, Christopher Daniels from the City of Angels. Like he's had tons of gimmicks yeah. and. That, that's always been, like, the lack of character cohesion, like, mm-hmm. critique on him of just, like, he's sort of a priest, but not really. He's in SEU now. He still has an onk on his neck and yeah. tattooed, but it, none of it really loops mm-hmm. back but to But he's cosplaying stuff. as Freddie Mercury. Right. It, yeah, so he sings his own interest. He's great. Like, yeah. in ring, he's amazing. I just, yeah, it's similar. Like, there's not a lot of stickiness with his character. Right. Uh, which led to the four-way, which was nothing but character, which was great. The uh, Hangman Page versus MJF versus... John, uh, Jimmy Havoc versus... Who was the fourth? Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, duh. Yeah, he, he impressed me. Yeah. Because, like, when I heard that they signed Luke Perry's son, I was like, okay, this is, like, a weird celebrity kind of, you know, he got there because... But he, like, he showed up and he was good. He could work. And he rode yeah. Luchasaurus to the ring. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what I love that, uh, like, everyone chanted Luchasaurus at that guy, like, when it was his... Or, like, his... He wasn't going by that name in Lucha Underground. But now... 
It's just his name. Yeah. He's just Luchasaurus. Sometimes you listen to the fans and it works. Yes, and... he's a Saurus that luches. Yep. Thank you. Um, okay. But it's like a face tandem, so he doesn't really interfere in the match mm-hmm. unless he gets touched, like a good dinosaur would. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a good four-way. I, I'm starting to see more of what they see in Paige. In Paige's yeah. wrestling, like he's going to be a main event wrestler, which right. he should. He's going to be fighting Chris Jericho. Uh, Kip Sabian also there at commentary. Right, uh, yeah. Weirdly, they were just like, yep, you're going to fight the winner, right, Kip Sabian? I was like, who the fuck is Kip Sabian? <laughs> I think, I like that, um, it was a good showcase for, like, the mid-card. Mm. And I guess upper mid-card if you count Paige and MJF. But, right. like, there, you know, there was a mix of all these different personalities, and uh, they kept the show under three hours, which I appreciate yeah. very much. Both the shows we talked about today, I think it was under three hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, good times. Uh, what'd you think of the six-man? Um, the, the Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. six-man? I thought it was way more toned down than last last event, where I feel like it was a lot of just like spots, 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 spots. spots. Yeah. Um, so the psychology is way, way better. I like their cosplay. It, right. You might as well if you're at a gaming convention. Oh yeah. Like Ken and Ryu. Yeah. Um, Omega, of course. It, like his name is Kenny Omega. Right. Like Mega Man. Like it, it made perfect sense. Um, Laredo Kid looked great. Yeah. I think it made a lot of sense with fans, especially EW fans already know the Lucha Bros, mm-hmm. which is to say when they got involved in their matches where they had fewer spots than last time it meant more right phoenix is amazing penta did a lot of taunting and like gesticulating that added a lot of like machismo to their side Mm -hmm. and the radio kid just like burnt through spots and looked great yeah i think like they toned it down enough and um but it was still very fast paced and i liked it better than the match uh the lucha brothers young bucks match from double or nothing same just because it was like not trying to be so crazy that it's like, okay, no one can get out of that. Right. Like, it was just a lot of fast-paced, throwing shit at each other kind of moves. Uh, good times. Yeah. Um, it ended with the logical finish of just, like, no one kicks out of the one wing, then yes. unless you go to Ibushi. Yeah, so, and Kenny didn't get to hit it last time, so right. they're, consi- uh, uh, they're consistent with that. Right. I really like the women's triple threat. Yes. Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up next. Miho, uh, she's adorable. Uh, Riho? Riho. Yeah. Riho, Miho. Yeah, Riho. Um... Her facials, like, we were texting about it, of just like, yeah, she sold genuinely being afraid of Nyla Rose, and which, yeah. I don't know if you saw, um, it, they didn't focus on it, like, on, like, put the camera on her during it, uh, specifically, but, like, you could see her in the background during, um, who was the other person? Uh, Yuka? Yeah, Yuka's fireworks. Mm. Rio, like, covered her ears and, like, ducked. <laughs> <laughs> like, she did a good job with, like, all the character stuff, which, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I recognize, uh. From like Joshi stuff, they just you know usually they have they only have the matches to sell their characters. So right. why not do it during the egg entrances? It's one of Jim Ross's favorite things to say of like maximize your minutes whenever mm-hmm. you're on camera. Those are the little things that even if the camera doesn't catch them, the live crowd should. Mm-hmm. So it gets people talking like us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it, that match it, it was way easier to follow than it was when it, when Austin Kong was in it. Yeah, or like the similar match the last time. Right. Um, I love Yuka. I am all the way on board for a wrestling genie. Yes. Um, hopefully they like that's the type of like schmaltzy like almost corny stuff you can do. Of just like maybe she rides a cloud to the ring or just like teleports and stuff. Sure, she's magical. Yeah. Sure. Um, like, you need that to differentiate from, like, your tough competitors, because Nyla Rose is just, like, a wrecking ball. Yeah, this was a really great showcase for her. Yeah. Uh, more so than the last time, which oh, was yeah. a lot of her being outside or maybe running into Awesome Kong. Yep. Uh, this time, she was able to, like, catch a person and then catch another person flying at her, and then they did moves off of that, and yep. it was very creative. That was my favorite match of the night, really. 
It it honestly, yeah, it was paced the best. It was the right amount of time. There were like genuinely surprising moments with Nyla Rose. Like she did a King Kong knee drop mm-hmm. off the top, off of somebody dangling off the rope that looked killer. Yeah, which like it definitely helps that she easily had like a hundred pounds on her opponents. Yeah, so. she was definitely like she was two. She was like two and a half of her opponent opponents combined. Yeah, and she looked so menacing. She didn't have to win. Yep. So Rio winning made sense. Yeah, I mean she's also. I think she's still green, at least, like, in the uh, kayfabe of, like, AEW. So I think, like, because the announcers were selling it, like, well, now she has to go to the back and think about, like, all the things she did right and, you know, make up for how she, like, messed up or what she did wrong. Yeah. And I think that she'll, you know, she's she's a sure shot. Yeah. As anything. Yep. And I'm glad they, uh, they mixed the Joshi wrestlers with the other women that they had because, like, I was kind of worried that they were going to kind of segregate the two yep. a little bit. But this is... This is a good showcase for everybody. And, I mean, AEW has way fewer original hours per week, let alone per month. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to not spotlight everybody at once. Because, like, Britt Baker's, as far as I know, is still, like, one of their few full-time uh, women's wrestlers. She wasn't even on the card. Yeah. Which, it just goes to show, sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder, because mm-hmm. now I want to see her next time. Yeah. I'm still not sure how B Priestley's going to work, because she is full-time for stardom and AEW still. Right. And she's like going to be living in Japan, so hmm. yeah, yeah, interesting. But yeah, future looks pretty bright. Uh, is there anything else that we missed? Yeah, it's like the itself, how fucking violent it was. The, uh, yeah, and Moxley. Yeah, I know. I was going to bring that up. I was thinking if there's anything else on the other card before we talk about that. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, uh, thankfully the ca- oh yeah, Cody versus Darby. Oh Allen. Yeah, 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 that was good. I think we blocked it out because the fucking chair. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. What do you think about that? Uh, don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, Ugh. so, my guess, like, after reading uh, the Uproxx, like, best uh, best and worst thing, uh, yeah, it definitely was a chair shot that went wrong. Like, I think they tried to make it safe, uh, like, because I think the plan was for the seat of the chair to fly off, or at least open, so that it didn't go the full impact of a steel on skull. Yep. And then it, like, caught in his head, and part of the chair, like, ripped open a 12 uh 12 stitch gash that just whew, yeah brutal it like it, the audience was kind of fucked up afterwards yeah uh and rightly so totally uh, like the announcers were fucked up because they it's one of those things especially for poor fucking jim ross who's been yeah. through like 30 years of the, <laughs> of the boys getting worked yeah where there's got to be some element of like are you guys really fucking with the audience and the announcers like you're working everybody yeah um stunning visual obviously not what they had in mind hopefully they never do it again Two spots. I hope they never do again. That number one, two. Darby Allen, stop fucking uh, coffin <laughs> dropping onto the edge of the ring. You're yeah. gonna kill yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's at least at least the ring lines up with the spine in theory. God, it's not, it's not like the it's not like the way Shawn Michaels hit the casket when he broke his back. Right. Like it's the it's kind of it's uh, parallel, yeah. which is less bad. It like lines up fine, but like yeah, it's it's he can't do that every time. No. And, like, I get it. It, it. it should have been, like, a star-making performance versus mm-hmm. Cody. Cody's established. He owns the company. He co-owns or yeah. co-runs the company, however you want to phrase it, say it, however it is. Darby Allen needed to really showcase stuff. It was a little over the top with, like, dragging a bobby bag to the ring with Cody, mm-hmm. and he was going to kill him and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's the same reason why Kill Steen Kill isn't said anymore, and it yeah. changed to, like, fight Kevin Fight or fight Owens Fight. Like, right. Stop talking about killing people. Kill people, you run out of people to fight. <laughs> they're the they're literally doing a uh, gun violence charity next month. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe not kill people. Yeah, but overall, good match. Yeah, I, I, I like. I love. 
I love the use of a time limit draw in that kind of situation. Yes. I feel like Darion's, like, if you're going to have what feel like ultra cruiserweights, like the Leo Rush mm-hmm. people of the world, where you're like sub 140 and not particularly tall, you should work a super fast style, and he looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah, uh, back to the, like, I, Stardom does a lot of, uh, time limit draws and it's like it keeps people strong and i kind of wish wwe would do that because it never mentally made sense for me for like a match on raw being like 10 minutes long and then you get the same match on a pay-per-view and it's like 30 minutes long right like there's no reason for unless like they're just like this this is a free one i'm giving up early (laughs) (laughs) like and cesaro has enjoyed the conga line and that's it so yeah it's good uh yeah, use all the tools that wrestling gives you. Right. That's uh, my well, point. Almost no use of count-out stuff, which yeah. I thank AEW for that. of just Because it's it's one of those things in New Japan where I feel like they use that particularly well because it's a 20 count. Yeah. So it should be 10 minutes of dickery, mm-hmm. and then 10 minutes of get the fuck back in. Right. AEW didn't even bother with it, which is better. Yeah. Just if people are going to find outside the red and platinum, they'll find their way back in. Yeah, there wasn't even that much outside the ring stuff, really. Nope. Like, people weren't staying outside the ring yeah. that kind of way. It, it makes, like, the super, like, the cutscene at the end of the show, so to speak, like, mm-hmm. even more impactful when Kenny Omega shows up to fuck up John Moxley's shit. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I think in New Japan, it's like, it, they t- they use the ten count to take place of rest holds, which yep. is smart. Yeah. Because that's another way to create drama. Um, yeah, that unsanctioned match. Fuck. I... I, it, like, as many hats as I would have on my head <laughs> that could fit there off to Joey Janela for taking a fucking beating. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he took a spectacular one at All In the first mm-hmm. time against Adam Page. He went through oh, chairs true. and yep. ladders and shit. So, like, I, I get that it's his reputation, but I've, I haven't sought out the matches he's already had that show, like, he can take a shit ton of punishment. John Moxley didn't hesitate. He, nope. just, he showed up like the world's bloodiest fucking blue collar worker, punched his time in. Punched Joey Janela to fuck, yep. and then punched out when he was done. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, uh, barbed wire, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I one thing I loved at the very beginning of the match, like Janela grabs a fan's prosthetic leg and hits <laughs> uh, Moxley in the head with it, and then Moxley return uh, responds by just grabbing Joey by the head and throwing him head first into the stairs, yep. which is like a very like. It's a very minor character building moment of one's like, I'm doing crazy shit to do my offense, and one's like, nah, I'm fucking throwing you into things until you're dead. Yeah. He threw him into barbed wire, like you said. He mm-hmm. threw him into not one, two bags of thumbtacks. Yeah. He had uh, chairs. He had barbed wire weapons. He had boards. Like, mm-hmm. if it broke or could splinter or could snap or could stab, Joey Janela went into it. Yep. Yeah, he did a swanted onto a standing chair that uh, uh, Moxley moved out of the way the last second for. Yep. Uh, Got to put some glue on the wounds. He'll <laughs> <laughs> close them or open them or close them. He'll close them or get you ready for a slip and slide. Just do it right for the summer. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. The tube doesn't know. It's inanimate. <laughs> <laughs> glue. What's that sound? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the sound of violence. Oh god! But I love that match. Yeah. it's like it makes me. It warms my heart that there is like a place where like some hardcore wrestling is like you know able to get showcased without uh, being too silly. Yeah, it, or too bloody because like yeah. they both got cut open at different points. Joe Jello, of all things, bled mostly from his feet. Yeah, because he got stomped into tacks and stuff. It was creative. It was bloody and like 
Also, incredibly smart on top of being creative. Mm-hmm. It's like they jam tax into his heel. Yeah. Which, like, if you're going to pick any part of your foot, it has the least amount of nerve ending. So, smart. Mm-hmm. Hurts like fuck, but yeah. it's still smart. Yeah, definitely. Um, God. Yeah. Fun match. I can't. Uh, I, I finished watching it like just before you got over here. Yeah. Um, and then Kenny Omega beat up Moxley, and that match is going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, Omega arguably is even better at absorbing punishment and selling punishment than Janela. Yeah. He's a big. He's a world class big time wrestler. Right. And Moxley is going to bring every part of his violence. And it's one of those matches where Omega's going to try to win because that's part of his character is that he's the best belt machine. He mm-hmm. wants to win. He has to look excellent. Moxley just likes to hurt people. Yeah. So it's just going to be an exercise in two people beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Here's my my theory after uh, sitting with the Sanction match. I think a lot of that might have been some of Moxley's plans for what he wanted to do with Brock. Yeah. Because a lot of it was him. Like, the roles reversed, though, because he was brutalizing Joey, and Joey was, like, giving him the finger, being like, fucking give me more. Whatever, so I can it see ma- that. made Joey look tough as hell. Yep. He, I mean, his I, his entire reputation is uh, a goofy comedy spring break show he does at WrestleMania weekend, yep. and also just throwing himself into the sharpest shit uh, available. And, whew, good, good on him. I mean, uh, for a guy like a year ago, I thought his knee was never going to recover for him to be able to wrestle again. Yeah. To live his dream of um, self mutilation. So, yeah. good, good job, Joe. He's not even a. This is his last match uh, in of his twenties. He turns uh, or he turns thirty. Yeah, he turns to thirty tomorrow. Actually, oh. so happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Joey think, Janela. I think he's at uh, uncharted territory. Mm. Uh, so there's still enough time on a Wednesday night for us to get him a whole crate of gloob. <laughs> <laughs> the, gl- the crate, not the best way to get your gloob. <laughs> Uh, it seems that it leaks out, or it hardens and doesn't <laughs> let it out. Um, it really, it's a hit or miss. Glue. Everything gloob related. Your egg cart will never be the same. Yeah. Gloob. You know what? Everything works. Ours doesn't. And fucking, that's what makes us special. That's their, that was their original motto. That sounds like a follow-up boy song. <laughs> Just like that length. <laughs> <laughs> If uh, P. Wentz uh, ha- wants to do another Fall Out Boy album, I recommend he does it about Gloom. <laughs> it can't be worse than the last one. It's the reason why dick pics about him leaked out is that like he had used Gloob instead of a belt to keep his pants up, but they fell down. Oh. Someone had a camera. They're like, ha-ha, your Gloob didn't work. That's why you don't put the Gloob on the belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's right in the manual, which is written in Gloob. It's, it's, yeah, written in Gloob and also some Chinese. It's, um... <laughs> Efficient. Yeah, it. There wasn't a lot of thought put into the manual because it's like it's a tube. Who needs a manual? And um, now it's in stores. <laughs> I mean, Jerpal Apple Entrepreneur. I wish. Oh, I didn't. I didn't invent Gloop. Um, they're just been, spot. Just been tracking its trajectory towards retail. Yeah, I mean, I keep in touch with the hottest new products. <laughs> So that we can have sponsors for our podcast. That's true. I mean, you know. I just finished my bag of chips this morning. Yeah, lots and lots of chips. <laughs> you can go on your way out, you can probably get another one, and it'll probably have different chips in it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea, hour to hour. Uh, yeah, do with lots and lots of chips. Um, don't put lots and lots of chips in the gloob. Uh, that will stick it like so that it can't get out of the tube. Um, even harder because of the glue situation, or it will lube up the lube. I don't know how. It's 
I I believe that it was developed by magicians. Okay. Um, for magic tricks, and then got sold to arts and crafts stores. It, the way that you phrased that, that you were like priming up for the origin story of glue, was like some people say from the primordial ooze, out crawled our ancestors swimming in glue. Everybody was glue. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, find glue, but your nearest uh, arts and crafts store. If that doesn't make you want to run out and buy some, it's an arts and crafts store or a sex shop. It really, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only product in that Venn diagram. Um, that Venn diagram stuck, but also sometimes slides apart because the glue's in the middle. It's like a lava lamp, but for fucking. <laughs> or putting paper on paper and making it stick um that that is art that's fighter fest <laughs> that was fighter fest uh the other the other thing that like had my attention this weekend uh i was very amped for this it was a uh, eve pro wrestling's wrestle queendom 2 yes uh featuring some wrestlers from stardom which is a bonus and i guess while they were uh well, they had these wrestlers in town. They did two other shows, mm. uh, but we're just going to talk about wrestling because that's the one you watched. Uh, worth noting, the main event for the Saturday show was Mayu Iwatani versus Millie McKenzie versus Kaylee Ray versus Sue Young. Dang. Which, yeah, it's like that's the guy. That's one of the reasons I love this uh, this series of shows and this specific uh, Wrestle Queendom event because it's like you got someone who's like number one contender for the NXT UK Women's Title. Yep. Uh, a 19-year-old phenom, Millie McKenzie, someone from the top uh, ace of stardom, and a, a, one of the great Impact women's wrestlers. Yep. So it's like a weird mix of just this random uh, assortment of <clears throat> fucking awesomeness. Yeah. Uh, was this, was, is this your first Eve thing you've ever watched? Very first one, yes. Cool. Uh, impressions? Um, my impressions were that it, it captures absolutely the spirit of like a young, plucky un- indie promotion that takes a ton of pride in itself mm-hmm. and will accentuate what it likes the most. Um, the music was killer, but yeah. it, that's also absolutely the consequence of, we're not going to pay rights. Yeah. <laughs> we're just no. going to let yeah. everybody pick their favorite song, and that's what they come up to. Yeah, two matches in, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Living Dead Girl is a, sl- it is a jam. Yeah. I forgot that song's awesome, then I downloaded the album, and I'll listen to it uh, later. Yeah, Jesse J, do it like a dude. Fucking, right. I, everybody who came out, like, it's one of those things where... I understand, like, the constrictions of, like, bigger companies like New Japan or WWE. It's like, you can't license everything. Yeah. So that's why only Ronda Rousey get Brett's uh, bad reputation. Mm-hmm. But, like, holy crap, does it add a lot to people I'm not necessarily familiar with if I get hyped just by their music. Yeah. Um, really wish they had a different announcer. Oh, uh, the um, ring announcer or commentary? Ring announcer. Oh, okay, that's the owner of the company. Exactly. Though. Yeah. And I feel like that's why that happens. Yeah. And, Perfect. I mean, it, you you save money on resources, mm-hmm. and she loves it. it. There's no like doubt at all that she's passionate about everything that's happening. But my God, the repetition after yeah. a while drove me nuts. Yeah, just like person's not up the ramp once again. Let's hear it for the champ. Yeah, yeah snooze. I think it um, <clears throat> it's more charming in their regular uh, venue, which is a much it's a room that I don't think is much bigger than this apartment. Uh, it's a very tight space, yep. dimly lit. They're very, they're very punk rock. Yes, and I I love that about them. Yep. Um, I I think the show gradually ramped up mm. like your classic wrestling card. Yeah. Of just like it started slow with people you may not be as familiar with. I wasn't familiar with anybody really. Mm. 
Um, but as it picked up, there were more character-driven matches. Um, I have a new favorite indie female wrestler from this show now. Who? Was blo- um, I'm going to get her name wrong. Uh, Lena D'Amato. Um, oh, uh, Laura DiMatteo? Laura DiMatteo. Yeah. She beat the shit out of Jordan Grace. Yeah. That's the, that was my favorite match of the event, yeah. for sure. I mean, there are so few matches that are have a simple program of, mm-hmm. I'm fucking better than you. No, you're not. You only beat me once. I will beat you infinite times. Yeah. And then they fought, and she fucking won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a match about two women who uh, were more or less undefeated until one beat the other, but like in a four-way in elimination situation, so not a real one-on-one match. Yeah. And then they fucking beat the bejesus out of each other, and they were great. It's in, like, uh, Laura DiMatteo... Easily, like, she, she looked about, like, 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, mm-hmm. just, like, unassuming. She looked like, um, oh, jeez, like the virtuosa that's in oh, the next Oh, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna Perrazzo. They're both Italian, so yes. like, it's, it's part of why I draw the parallel. But mm-hmm. just, like, lighter frame, was going to have to stick and move more, did not. She no. just came right at Jordan Grace, thick mama pump, yep. and submitted her. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it should be said, I've been doing martial arts for, like, 25 years, that anybody with a lot of muscle mass on the frame, it's hard to put them in any kind of submission. And yeah, she fucking beat her with they, that. They played with that a lot too, with uh, Jordan Grace just being able to like power out of most submissions until she was like truly trapped at yeah. the end. That's how you beat somebody with a thick frame: is you mm. stun with strikes, which was what happened. Mm. Then you tie them up and submit them. Jordan Grace sold it by getting carried out of the match by like referees and, ap- and stuff. After that, for me, was the peak of the show. Yeah, before Charlie Morgan's speech. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, that was heartbreaking because I love Charlie Morgan. Yeah. Uh, like, you're, how familiar are you? Not at all, or I watched her wrestle once on NXT UK. Oh yes, I yeah. Read about her. Um, for me, that it, it sucks because it felt like it was a star making moment, but she's retiring. Yeah, yeah. So. She. Uh, I'm interested to find out how. I mean, I think she like broke her ankle. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how that injury becomes career threatening. Yeah. Because generally, it's not, which is why it was such a surprise to, for her to like retire. Years ago, because, like, this is something that had happened, I remembered, and she'd been in the headlines this year, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. she passed away. Um, Ashley Massaro mm-hmm. got thrown out of a battle royal and had a spiral fracture from, I think it was either ankle or heel, up yeah. her leg, and that was, like, threatening to go up her back. Oh, wow. So I don't know if that's something similar. It, Possibly, it's, yeah. It's something I've always wondered in terms of just, like, any lighter wrestler's physique of a bone fracture that would normally take less time for somebody to heal if it's just longer if you take more impact and your body can't really absorb the shock of it and the yeah. impact so maybe that's it either way really passionate speech really really moving yeah she was a great promo and uh she was a yeah so she's retired from now and she was essentially kind of the face of the company yeah uh in my i like i've been watching you since uh, a couple years into their like since they started um and I think it really clicked for me when she became, like, the focal point a couple years back. Which, yeah. So it's like, uh, I, it's very rare for me to be very, very shocked if uh, something happens in wrestling and that did it. Um, what did you think of the main event and the shenanigans that followed? Um, th- uh, so, like, this is my knock on any indie fed. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, whenever any company has, like, their big event. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, GCW was, like, when, when we were in New York. And it yep. was Orange Cassidy's show. So, like, very impressed with everything they offered until, like, the Deathmatch main event. Yeah. So, it's what, like, I get leading with your strengths. Um, Viper versus Kylie Ray. Is it Kaylee Ray? Kaylee Ray, yeah. Kaylee Ray. Uh, Kaylee Ray versus Viper. Great match. Mm. Once they got done patting themselves on the fucking <laughs> back. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it took a long time to get going. And I think part of that might be just, like, they're both on their way to NXT UK. Like, the big uh, selling point of this match was it was for the top EVE title. 
Um, and they uh, are both going to NXT UK, so it's like, it's kind of a farewell, but also, on some level, I feel like they didn't want to go all out for all, let's say, 20 minutes of however long the match was, because you gotta save yourself for a much more strenuous, uh, um, or a, a bigger spotlight, at least. Yeah. Because I don't know how much the NXT UK roster really works. Right. Which is to say, like, I was also happy to see Ginny earlier on the card, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that there's still, like, talent sharing with NXT UK and other indies, but, yeah, yeah. focusing on the match itself, um, when they started wrestling, it was great. Mm. It, it, it was one of those things where, like, I don't really know their backstory and, like, everything that they've contributed to EVE, and for that matter, really, the independent scene, I believe them. Yeah. It's just one of those things, it, I was thinking about it as I was driving over, like, with storytelling, with wrestling, with any kind of media... I'm always a bigger fan of show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. They don't tell me how much they've contributed. Show me through your wrestling why they're so good and why they mean so much to this company. Totally. And I feel like it took a while to get there. And yeah. it was, by the time they did, it wasn't long enough for me. So it was good. Like, yeah. Functionally, it was great. Anytime you can see somebody like Viper take a Canadian Destroyer and give a Canadian yeah. Destroyer, fucking great. Yeah. Um, I just wish they had gotten to the meat of things sooner. Yeah. Um, the shenanigans after the fact, perfect. Yeah. That's what you're going to do to keep your title in your company. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had uh, Rio Riley, who uh, pre Charlie Morgan kind of was their like the top face of the company, and then like I think her momentum got like shattered because she basically got injured a couple times for some relatively long uh, layup. So yeah. like in the times that she's been injured, they've had her play an on screen like matchmaker uh, role, and fucking finally she had the idea of making a title match for herself uh, minutes after. Viper already won the title, so Viper's reign was, like, five minutes long. Yep. And that is perfect, and that puts her in a good position to, like, be the champ in the future and get her ass kicked. Yeah. It does, like, I feel like this is one of those events just in total where whenever they were leading up to a match, the announcers added, and whenever mm-hmm. a match was happening, um, the, the husband of the owner, yeah. um, if he's a co-owner, I, I don't know his name, Yeah, um, he added a lot when matches were happening. Jesus, this is my knock whenever indie companies are like, hey, let's have a, a wrestler announcement yeah. we've never announced before. Right. Fucking three hours of, wow! <laughs> oh! Oh, God. Oh. I know. I know. Oh. I knew you would bring it up, and I'm like, I don't disagree. I don't yeah. disagree at all. The thing is, uh, they had Sierra Loxton uh, as the co-announcer for this event. I think it, I mean, like two Eve shows ago, she like broke her back, Ugh. and like, they were like, like the lumbar part of her back. God. So, like, she can't, apparently she can't work uh, wrestling, obviously, or her day job yeah. for a while. Uh, so I'm guessing <laughs> this was, like, a, like, let's have her do something and pay her. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. But it did not lead to good announcing. She no. definitely, she definitely uh, did not have a thesaurus uh, with more than the word big. <laughs> and just, oh, just the one, uh, and, like, yeah. the knock on Renee Young since she joined the, mm-hmm. any WWE live event team is that she hasn't really been adding a ton. Yeah. Nuclear levels of that with yeah. this of just so good on them for doing right, right by Sierra for breaking her back literally for the company. But what I had thought about it afterwards of just like if someone had given them the creative direction of let the guy just talk and do his normal style like Joey Styles mm-hmm. in ECW and let her add whenever she feels appropriate, not feel like she has to say something. Yeah, I think um, my read on the commentary for the event is that she got sucked into the it. And was kind of a spectator because you could hear her basically echoing what the crowd was saying. Like the yeah. crowd would be like, "Oh," and she'd be like, "Oh," and it was kind of it was weird. It made it feel like there was somebody who was disinterested yeah. watching because, like, just you know, when you're 
alone in a room and you're saying things that doesn't sound as uh, interesting right. or as interested. So it, it struck me like almost a Chris Benoit problem in the sense of speaking. Mm. No other po- comparison to Chris Benoit of just yes. you have people who are super talented hands or mechanics, mm. whatever terminology you want to use for very good wrestler, but they just may not be comfortable behind a microphone. Please keep those people away from microphones <laughs> until they're ready. Yeah. Ah. Uh. It was a one blight, but you know, I was you, you got an early pop to see her like walk yeah. out. So, um, I was absolutely pumped for the triple threat tag team match. Oh yeah, um, this like the big point from this was so it was Jetta and um, All Star uh, Aaron Angel, All Star Aaron Angel versus Millie McKenzie and Charlie Evans mm. versus Ginny Couture and Mercedes Blaze. Mercedes Blaze. Oh, if if Sasha Banks ever goes back to the Indies, she's gonna have to change her name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to If You Only Knew. That would yeah. be your whole name. <laughs> but that match, like, what I've been wondering about in terms of just, like, other independent female, like, promotions, because I'm aware of Shimmer, I've seen mm. some Shimmer clips of just, like, what is the thing that can really help differentiate them from, like, whatever WWE chooses to present, because they yeah. have a bigger platform. And it's, holy shit, physicality, super fast stuff. Yeah. It was a viciously wrestled match, and I loved it. Yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> um, they've, it's, they crowned their first ever tag title... Uh, tag team champions, which is interesting. I would have thought that would have happened earlier. Right. And, um, and an yeah. all-women's fed? Yeah. yeah. Like, they've had the EVE title, the top title, and then they had an international title, which is never going to be around because it's being taken around internationally. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good tag match, a good way to set up. And, like uh, like the commentary said, Jetta and Aaron Angel were, like, I think they're like the, they might be the only wrestlers left who were also on the first Eve card. Yeah. So, like, it was a good way to reward their, like, loyalty. So, like, in in hindsight, what I, I thought, like, that level of reward, great. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that about them. They wrestled an awesome match. They made the other four women look great. So, great to reward them for that. And then Charlie Morgan came out, and obviously you should give a platform to somebody who's retiring and gave their physical health for the company. Yeah. By the time it got to the friggin' love fest for Kylie Ray and Viper, I wanted to turn it off. Yeah. Just like, stop congratulating yourself, please. Yeah. I just want to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. So when Rio O'Reilly came in at the end, it was like, <laughs> here's even more. I was really close. It was like yeah. one in the morning. Oh, yeah. It was like, I've been watching this for almost three hours. I want to go to bed. And then she turned, and I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, it's wrestling again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good way to end it. Uh, what'd you think of the stardom? The the, the what, there were four stardom wrestlers around. Yep. Uh, what'd you think about uh, each of their matches? I I thought that the the very first one was you versus Nightshade, right? Is you from Stardom? Or no. Is she just okay. She's just a uh, yeah. Um, don't really want to talk about that one. It was just okay. Yeah. But um, Kagetsu versus uh, Mayu Watami. Yeah. Very good. That's yeah. A, the, you mentioned made the point about time limit draws. That's mm. how you should do them. Yeah. I've, I'm I've. I was disappointed they only got 15 minutes, mm. but uh, it was a good use of the time limit draw. Like yeah. You're not going to give away uh, one of them beating the other on international grounds. But yeah. you do get to show like some Brits some Joshi magic. Yeah. That's good. It's like, it's almost, if, if you think about a deck of cards, which they do with aces, it's just mm. like your ace of hearts and your ace of spades. Mm-hmm. And they fought and they were great. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if anything in the show got cut down because they apparently started the show 45 minutes late e. to like some like miscommunication difficulties, yeah. whatever. They they fly by the seat of their pants to the point where, like, there's always some weird hapless thing happening to them, and it's kind of endearing, yeah. but also can be kind of annoying. Like, right. Yeah, there were there were certain camera cuts where, like, people would finish watching, walking from, like, the ring to the back, and you'd be literally watching the crew run from the ring to the back. Yeah. So, like, 
it's punk rock. I'm, mm-hmm. It's a little bit fun to see just, like, how the sausage is made, but I just want to watch wrestling sometimes. Right. And at points, it was just, like, I was saying to myself, like, the, the ramp's not that long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We really shouldn't be taking this long to get to the match. I mean, it's, like, I think... The commentary's been, like, the audio quality commentary's been, like, hit or miss yeah. from show to show. Uh, the Friday show, they they did the opening match uh, and had to mention that several of their, like, luggage didn't make it to the show, oh. including uh, Kaylee Ray's Eve title, oh. um, which was fine, I guess, because she was just in a tag match yeah. that night, but also the ring bell, which <laughs> <laughs> um, seems important. I feel like... So, like, and I, it was weird because I don't think they communicated that with the staff that was involved. Uh, because I think the ref was like, ring the bell, and then uh, no bell rung because there was no bell. And it, the ref was just like, ring, ring the bell. And they had to, like, announce, like, we don't have a bell. Oh. <laughs> so the crowd was went ding, ding, ding. And, uh, that's endearing. Yeah, it yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. They, they're so good in, like, these small areas, and I'm, you know, I'm glad Wrestle Queendom's just, like, once a year, right. where they can be like, we did a big thing for, you know, women's wrestling. Yeah. Because, like, there were elements of brilliant things with, like, a shoestring budget, but, like, mm-hmm. maximizing your production resources. I yeah. thought the build-up for um, Session Goth versus Sue Young. Yes, we got to talk about that. That looked like that should be in a bigger company. Yeah. That I loved. Yeah. I feel like Sue Young just brings that vibe with her. Yes, yeah, she does. Uh, the story with that one was they had a match... And then Heshamoth lost and became a goth. Yep. And they had a hardcore match that I, it wouldn't rival Joey Janela versus uh, John Moxley, mm-hmm. but it was pretty hardcore. I mean, there was probably more blood in that match than the Moxley match, really. Yeah. I mean, what I think really helps differentiate itself from like a typical hardcore match mm-hmm. was like there was absolute like winks at the camera without actually winking at the camera. Thank you for not doing that. Of yeah. Just like so over the top that you have to just kind of like unplug your brain in a fun way. Yeah. That I like in specifically one challenging a zombie to a drinking contest. Yeah. And the zombie thinking it over <laughs> and agreeing. I love that they like were on the stage and they looked at each other and it was like they have something in mind. And then they come out with chairs and I was like, oh shit, they're gonna be have a chair fight. And then they sat down and started having a drinking contest. Which immediately, like, they bailed on it immediately. Which yeah. was like, thank you, it's still wrestling. Yes. Of just, like, one of them took a sip, punched the other one in the chest, and then they just went at it. Right. Most surreal moment of the match, <laughs> where you already have an undead zombie bride as yep. the wrestler, a fucking inflatable baby came out. Yes. And dropped, I mean, the announce team didn't know what it was. Uh, um, they thought it was, like, baby teeth. Apparently, right. uh, a fan, like, took a photo of a close-up of one of the things that dropped out of the bag. That would normally be thumbtacks. It was little plastic babies. Yeah. Um. The thing about uh, Session Moth Martita is one of her gimmicks is that she's uh, promiscuous. Yep. And uh, like every time they announce her, like she's left behind like 40, 50, like an, an exponentially increasing number of children. And I guess <laughs> that was what that was supposed to represent. Oh. So Young got slammed onto some babies. Yeah. Some tiny plastic babies that were being carried around by a giant baby. And, and a giant, in, like, a sumo-soup <laughs> baby. Which, yeah. like, it can't be overstated how surreal that moment was, but also just like, yeah, I was into it. Yeah. Um, and as if the match couldn't get heightened more, Undead Brides came out and helped Sue Young for the rest of the match. Yep. <laughs> when they came out, I was like, wow, this has been a crazy uh, event. I can't wait to hear what Dennis said to think. And then I was like, holy shit, the baby was in the same match. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the baby and the brides were in the same match. Yeah. I like felt like they happened lifetimes apart from each other. <laughs> so in terms of just like if you're gonna have wackadoo concepts in any form of entertainment, but specifically pro wrestling, I'm just like that's how you corral all of these disparate ideas into a really fun experience. Yeah. Uh, Su Young Su Young winning made perfect sense. Yep. Because she had a fucking mob helping her. Yeah. So if she lost, she'd look real stupid. Yep. She had a mob, and she has more experience with like hardcore wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Martina did a great job. They threw they threw each other through a fucking door. Yep. The, the, and that's where, like, you had mentioned hits and misses. That's when the announcing came through for me. Just like, yeah. there's a door. Where is there? Where was? Where did a door come from? <laughs> just like it's totally flapped. Yeah. Of just yeah, and yeah, it was just well wrestled. I super fucking dug uh, Session Goth's entrance theme. Yeah. It was one of those moments where I felt like the intro hung too long, but mm. the song kept me in it. Right. It was just like I don't know what this this is, but I love this music. Yeah. She. Um. I mean, it's kind of like a alternate character kind of thing going on. So yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, <sighs> the the Eve International title. Oh yeah. Um, Nina Samuels I've been really lukewarm on, especially because I really only know her from NXT UK, mm-hmm. and she's a very good shit heel. Yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic. She gets like um, uh, Zach Gibson like level heat yep. at, at most of their shows. So I'm like, once I knew that she was in NXT UK, I was like, I'm excited for her because she's gonna be like a big shit like yeah. deal soon. And thankfully, Eve is one of those promotions that can take shots at bigger promotions mm. and have it actually resonate versus yeah. WWE punching down. Right. So you can. Uh, who's her blood rival in this? I, I uh, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. Yeah. Who for me is like that's your future star. Yeah. Take care of her. Keep her healthy. That's going to be your new ace in like a year or two years. Yeah. They. Um. Jamie Hader and Sashimoth actually both just did a tryout for WWE. Recently. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't. Know, I don't know how that's going to pay off because Jamie Hader is going to be in Japan for the foreseeable future. Okay. But, like, yeah, I think they, there's going to be big things for them once they, you know, get signed to the any of the big ones. Yeah, I mean, Session Mo- I, I don't know how she fits into, like, a PG yeah, environment. Right. Because it's not all of her character, but it heavily involves drinking. Yeah, it involves I'm sure, drinking and partying and right. uh, grinding up on people. Yeah. Which, like, you can do in NXT, period. Like, mm-hmm. arguably, Rick Boogs is just, like, a partier. Yeah. Much love for Rick Boogs. I'll mention him whenever uh, I can. Of course. Um... But, like, part of... Boogs uses the gloob. <laughs> <laughs> what for? We don't know. We just know that he does. Boogs, gloobs. <laughs> it's what keeps your motley crude. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, there's the sex, love, and, ro- and rock and roll part of, like, a Rick Boogs, but you don't have to go yeah. there. So, like, Session Goth could... I, I would hate to see her be, like, an MFX Emily where she's just dancing silly. Yeah, I feel like that's it's, it's a thin line between, like... Uh, an NXT version of what she's doing now, yeah, and then winding up on the main roster like with the Congo line, yeah. But so I, I have faith with her. I'm very happy to hear Jamie Hayter's about to go to Japan. The match yeah. itself, it felt like this is perfect booking for like when Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels were feuding so hotly that they inserted themselves in the title picture, yeah. Because I don't really know who the champion was before mm-hmm. that match. She looked great, yeah. Um, but she was out first, which is always exciting in a triple threat elimination of just like the champions up first. We're gonna have a new champion. Yep. And I feel like they made the right call. Definitely, yeah. Utami's uh, she's uh, she's like an L rookie in stardom. Yeah, basically. So it's like her, she's got like five titles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like a, a super rookie. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so right. Yeah, she. This is um. I mean, between this and the other Stardom match that happened, uh, Stardom title match that, or the uh, Wonder of Stardom title match that happened on this show, like, she definitely came off looking much, much better than uh, uh, Arisa did versus Roxy. 
But yeah, I I barely remember that match to be frank because I think it followed Charlie Morgan. Right. Um, yeah. So he was, it was <laughs> going to be alone problem. no matter what. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, my favorite color is red, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot needs to be said about productions where maybe it's just by happenstance, but like the color story was like red champion, mm-hmm. black Dina Samuels, and then uh, blue gear. So it just it helps keep them separate for someone who may not be as familiar like I was. Yep. But also uh, just uh, it it was a good triple threat. I. I think that indie feds can, especially with multi-person matches, fall into just like, all right, it's two people, then out, two people, mm-hmm. then out, or just spot fest, but mm-hmm. they had great psychology, great moves, it was, it was very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was it for that event, man. That was a uh, good event. Yeah. I mean, other than being up until one in the morning. Uh, right. I mean, um, if if they're able to tighten up just like the show running, because like this is one of the, it, it felt like one of those shows where I started appreciating the production value and how streamlined WWE can look mm-hmm. and how it can be presented. Because I I started getting flashbacks to like I've ordered one Ring of Honor event ever, yeah, and it was the last one I ever ordered because there were literal like streaming delays where it would just hold graphics. Oh, on, I hate that. Like yeah. a screen, and there'd be like audio staticking in and out. It reminded me of that it wasn't like that. It mm-hmm. it was slicker than that. But I'll, I'll definitely, I'm interested to check out more events. Um, it's, it seems like, yeah, Di Matteo, I definitely want to see more of. Yeah. And, like, she's the one, I mentioned earlier, like, she's my new indie favorite. Because, oh, like, she's yeah. fucking vicious. Yeah. She, um, I mean, she was around Eve when, like, I started watching it, like, and I, I tried to go way back into their, um, into their archive and wasn't really into it. But she's been around for a while, and I've been able to kind of watch her, like, get as good as she is now. And it's been a, a huge progress. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I went into their archive because uh, Paige was their first champion. Mm. Uh, and it was a long bunch of shows before she got there, and she wasn't, like, that good. Yep. Because uh, she was, like, she was like 17, whatever. Um, but, yeah, good event. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Hopefully we'll get we'll get to watch more uh, later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might be it for the show. Do you have anything else to add? Thoughts and prayers for Braun Strowman's pelvis. He oh got... yeah, yeah, it got separated <laughs> yeah. on this uh, this Paul Heyman supposedly Paul Heyman directed episode of Raw. Woo-hoo! Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't watch it, but um, I'm encouraged by the positive vibes that people have been saying about it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to come up with a creative way to tell your fans, uh, we don't like this set anymore, yeah. you might as well have two beefcakes just tackle each other through it. Yeah. Uh, ruptured a... spleen, <laughs> dislocated pelvis for Braun. Yeah, I didn't know you could dislocate your pelvis. I don't think uh, you can. <laughs> yeah, because, um, <laughs> I mean, especially for him, it's very big. You can I'm... just locate it, uh, <laughs> locate it again. It's especially important for him. He tells poop stories around the world. <laughs> See, he, he will log where he takes shits when they go on international oh. tours. Well, maybe he should get into some glube um, <laughs> and plug that problem up right away uh. or make it worse. It really depends on the day of the week or time of day. I don't know how the glube, <laughs> the glube uh, bottle works. Uh, it, it might be cursed by Satan. Um, like a groundhog, it reacts to sunlight in a certain way, but it also guarantees winter. Yeah, it's uh, either a snowy winter or a cold one. Um, With a lot of glue. Gloob. It's what's for dinner. No. Not for dinner, though. <laughs> Not to be used as laundry detergent. Toothpaste. Anything that isn't glue or lubricant. Yeah, it's just it's just for when you just need some glue. 
or some lubricant, but you also want to take some fucking risks. <laughs> <laughs> it's called living. <laughs> right, Keaton? Our mascot? Not a sponsor, but a mascot. Right, Keaton? Yeah. Okay, you want belly rubs? Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're going to get some belly rubs. Aww. You also might get asthma medicine. Lucky we'll man. see. Yeah. But yeah, you... It was a fun raw from the recap that I read. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, which yes. is normally on a Thursday, so it's nice to kind of have a sense, like a fresh sense of like how raw was. Encouraging. Um, AJ Styles is back, being yep. a heel with the club. Right, Let's keep him the club this yeah. time. Yeah, um, Maria Canellis gonna get pregnant by Becky. Yeah, um, didn't know you could just ask for that. You take <laughs> one egg, you take another egg, you glue that shit together, you make a baby. <laughs> that was my dinner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just two eggs. I mean, I had some ramen and I put some eggs in them. But, um... <laughs> to all the egg donors out there who want to help people get pregnant, Jared going to eat them. <laughs> who knows? I could be a future sponsor. Um, <laughs> Jared's dinner? No, two eggs. Okay. Um, t- <laughs> we'll see. Their, their products are coming along very nicely, but they're not quite at wrestle down uh, levels yet, in yeah. my opinion. They're not gloob. Yep. And they're not lots and lots of chips. Uh, what have our other sponsors been? I don't remember. Uh, springs in a can. Oh, springs in a can, of course. The yep. classic. It's too bad they went under. Right. It started. I think it was either like chocolate goldfish. Or... Oh yeah, it was the gold. Vi- the yeah, yeah chocolate covered goldfish. Right. Um, we only have sponsors once a week because they instantly pull out. Well, <laughs> not gloob though. Yeah, not gloob. Well, okay. Springs in a can uh, went under. Um, <laughs> obviously. Lots and lots of chips. I mean, he's just a guy selling, <laughs> well, really reselling chips right. out on the street. So he doesn't have much money to spare. Um, he just had a roll of quarters that he wanted to give me that one week. And so we became the sponsor of the thing. When uh, you bought his <laughs> chips, he gave you money. This man's a brilliant businessman. Yeah, well, I gave him paper money, and he gave me coin money. And it seemed fair. Oh, I mean, he also gave me the chips. Oh, that um, makes sense. He's wearing a shirt that says, I'm Greg Gagne. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, AWA jokes. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> Unlike Gloob, the newest, hottest product. Don't actually heat it. Heat it. Do, not. <laughs> Do not. It's some fucking gremlin shit if you heat it. Um, you feed it past three o'clock. <laughs> don't feed it. Just use it to put in people. <laughs> what are you advocating? It's lube. Okay. Okay. You gotta put it in people or on paper and other things. You might need Gorilla Glued or repaired. Um, uh, I don't know how to make this hat clearer. <laughs> yep, I feel stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we are... Well, as we're recording this, I guess we'll find out if uh, SmackDowns are reinvigorated. I know Eric Bischoff's uh, taking over. Uh, not yet, but, like, I don't know, I feel like just knowing that a new boss is coming in is going to yeah, help them out a little My bit. My hope is that just people who are put in charge of things that takes the pressure off of people who just seem very burnt out and disorganized through just virtue of been doing this for too long the same way. Yeah, yeah breath of fresh air. So much of me in the worst trouble boy possible wants Aces and Eights to debut. <laughs> that just like Jackson Riker shows up with his fucking biker jacket. He's like, yeah, it's my time now. Well, they won't let NXT have tag teams, so right. you might as well. Yep. Yeah, shout out to the Street Profits who are on Raw. Yeah. They're in red stuff. Good for them. Yes, I love them. I 
I really wish that NXT could have a tag team. Maybe they shouldn't have tag team titles. Right. I know that's the thing they do best, uh, but maybe just don't do it anymore. Yeah. One and two, we can just punch the Undisputed Era forever, and this, we'll just be happy to watch it. This is their, like, third tag team in a row that have been champions and then just got immediately called up without even dropping the belts. Yep. Um, but yeah, hopefully SmackDown continues to, like, roll forward with positive goodwill generated from the night before. Yep. Um, Kofi Kingston's still champion. That's all I need for now. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that between that, uh, AEW having a show in two weeks, another one that should be awesome and for a good cause, uh, which leads to WWE putting an Evolve show on the network. We've talked about how we love Evolve. Uh, fucking there's going to be more Eve in the future. Or start of G1 is fucking Saturday. Mm-hmm. The show I was on, I got <clears throat> moved to a different show. Uh, so now I get to watch that one live. Yeah. Because uh, it happens in Dallas, and I think I'm going to definitely make a point to do that. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else in the future of wrestling you're looking forward to? Um, I mean, not strictly pro wrestling. I'll be competing in uh, Super Smash Brothers shenanigans this Saturday night with friend of the show, Justin Peters. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll be there, too. Yep. Um, so we'll yeah, be we'll see how, people virtually. We'll see how long that run. I mean, I'll probably wind. If I'm still there during the G1 thing, I'm going to watch it on my phone. I'm, yeah. You know? Right. Um, all right. Uh, this has been the Wrestle Down. Uh, I'm Jared Palabal. Dennis Bruno. Keaton is asleep right now. Uh, but you know what? He was up watching Wrestle Queendom with me for a while last night. So, yeah. Uh, have a happy 4th of July. If this gets released before the 4th of July, <laughs> if it doesn't, stop asking things of me. Buy lube. No, wait. Don't buy lube. <laughs> don't you fucking go out there buying lube. Don't you ask me things and take me at my word. Read my mind. Buy some goddamn lube. <laughs> They're the best product for both of those things' needs. Like, share, subscribe if your fingers aren't stuck together. But only if. <laughs> Good night. Good <laughs> <laughs>